I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, Anita Marks with you for the next three hours here on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, Happy Father's Day weekend. To uh, to all the uh, the fathers out there, um, we've got a great show lined up for you. I, I feel like I say that each and every week, and, and maybe just uh, because each and every week we work hard to uh, accomplish that. Patty Trania is going to uh, be joining us at n- nine thirty, uh, guys. I feel like we're we're back in uh, back last week when I was filling in for Grasso. <laughs> yeah, I know. Thank you, thank you, Harvey and Joe producing the show. Smart butts. Uh, 12.30, in about 30 minutes, Patty Trenia is going to be joining us. She's covered the Giants longer than, uh, well, not longer than Paul Dettino, but pretty much up there. Uh, has her finger on the pulse of this team better than most and probably is the most knowledgeable when it comes to contracts. Uh, and we need to have the discussion in regard to Saquon Barkley and uh, in what's happening there and how this whole, uh, should we, guys, should we call it a standoff? Would we call it a standoff right now? A standoff, a duel. You know, who blinks first? A duel? Yeah, a duel. <laughs> I don't know if we're standoff so, levels so, yet. No? Maybe if I we don't get know. To I, I mean, some of the, you know. First week in a training camp. If he doesn't, if this isn't resolved by training camp, then I would say we're at a standoff and a holdout situation. But I, it doesn't seem to me that we're at an impasse yet. So, so what do we know about the situation? Uh, Saquon Barkley feels that he was disrespected in regard to the offer that the Giants laid out on the table for him. Apparently, reports are that the Giants had an offer earlier this year that would have been close to $14 million per season. I'll tell you what, it's more money than I would pay for a, a running back. And I'm sure we could sit here and we could go back and forth and argue, is Saquon Barkley your typical running back? No, no, uh, especially not the way that he's utilized in this offense, that's for sure, um, and utilized big time in the passing game, but that's because who is Daniel Jones had to pass the ball to? A bunch of no-names, let's be honest. So, uh, you know, it's, it's a different day here uh, in New York with the Giants and their, uh, and, and their wide receiving core, and, and of course now with the addition of uh, Darren Waller and, uh, and and how he's going to play a big factor at the tight end position, if you want to call it that. Uh, I think he's going to be utilized all over the, the field, but uh, only time will tell. I'm really excited to see how Dable is going to be utilizing him. But nonetheless, so, uh, you know, I think 14, I'm someone who believes, and I've had several conversations uh, with um, with general managers and, and, and those in the know in, in the NFL who handle money, uh, definitely a lot smarter than I, and went to Ivy League schools, which I did not, who say, you know, there's certain positions where you pay the bulk of your money. And that is quarterback, cornerback, and especially if it's a shutdown corner, uh, defensive end, and left tackle on the offensive line. Those are, those are your four most important spots on your team, 
offense, defense, where you want to spend the bulk of your money. So Saquon Barkley decided to be a running back. And, you know, I just, I personally, I don't, I don't feel it's disrespect him, especially if this report is true. And, and that is that, you know, the, the offer that was placed on the table to him from the Giants was $14 million per year. As, as a running back, I think you take it. But, um, you know, and, and he's, you know, he's upset. He thinks that now the perception is that he's greedy. Listen, I have immense respect for somebody who feels that, you know, their, their, their worth uh, professionally is, is higher than what their, their job is, is offering, their, their employer is offering them. I, I, think, I think we can all relate to that, right? Um, I've been offered certain salaries in my business and in, in my industry where I feel like, what do you mean? I'm, I'm, I feel that I, I'm worth more than that to this company. So I, I think we can all relate in some fat, not necessarily on the number, right? Like, I, like, I don't like how many of us are being offered $14 million a year to work. I mean, obviously I'm not comparing that we're comparing apples and oranges there, but uh, when it comes to being offered a certain salary and you feel like, well, I'm, 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 I'm worth a lot more than that, then you want to fight for that. So uh, the two sides have until July 17th to agree to a deal. And, um, and, and we'll see, we'll see what happens. But, uh, but again, Patty Trania is, is one of the best who uh, has been covering the giants for several. In fact, she was there when I was there as part of their broadcast team for seven years. So, uh, I've got to know Patty extremely well and she's just really fantastic human being and so professional and, and all the players in that locker room, uh, really trust her and respect her. And she's just very, very knowledgeable when it comes to contracts. So I thought it'd be great to get her on the program today. So she's going to be joining us in about 20 minutes. So excited to get Patty on. We'll, we'll get the latest on what's going on there because, and here's another thing. And I want to open up the phone lines, 800-919-3776. And that is, you know, it's a new day here. Uh, with the Giants uh, and and how this roster now has has been assembled, okay, and and what our expectations are. So obviously, uh, the 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 Giants had to come to the table in regard to Daniel Jones and offering him that extension. I know there's a number of people out there who don't feel that he was worthy. I do believe that he was worthy, um, and and I think has a really great opportunity this season based on uh, the the. The, the talent now that that is he that that he's able to work with so as we know the straw that stirred the drink last season was Saquon Barkley why uh, because you, again you had a number three wide receivers you had a ton of three wide receiver threes that were that were really all that Daniel Jones was was throwing to so now you've got Isaiah Hod, Hodgins who hopefully he's going to come in is, is going to remain healthy because I hear great things about him. Uh, I love Jalen Hyatt. Uh, one of my favorite wide receivers coming out of from Tennessee in this year's draft and love the fact that the giants drafted him. Um, I felt that he should have been the number two wide receiver that was taken off the board. Obviously he was not. So I think this, I think Hyatt is an absolute steal for the giants. Darius Slayton, who has a really good rapport and relationship with, uh, with Daniel Jones, um, Wandale Robinson, who we just got a, a little bit of a taste last season because of injuries. I hear amazing things about him. They bring in Paris Campbell, um, who I, I think is going to do some really great things. And I hear he's had a really good OTA 
um, from from the media that has been out there that have watched practice. Everything I hear is that like these this wide receiving like they're not dropping anything. Uh, Daniel has looked great throughout OTAs. Uh, he's developed really good chemistry with his wide receiving core. Of course, I'm leaving Sterling Shepard out if he can stay healthy is tremendous. And obviously the big get was Darren Waller, right, at tight end. But, you know, I, I, don't, ex- I don't expect him to play the typical tight end position, right? Like, like, I do believe that Brian Dable could get really creative with him and move him all over the field. And he can play the X, he can play the Y, he can play the Z. I, I think that there's a lot that obviously you can do with Darren Waller. So... With that being said, and, and not to take anything away from Saquon Barkley, right? Dude is unbelievable. And again, I, I'm no disrespect to Saquon. We've all been in this. We've all been in this situation where you know we we want to be paid what we feel our worth is. Okay, but I just think this is going to be a much different offense for. <laughs> And my dogs agree to that as well. Um, I just believe that this is going to be a much different offense. And so what, and, and I want to open up the phone lines here, 800-919-3776. So with that being said, you know, how will Saquon Barkley's role be changed in this offense? I think it will be changed. Let's take a quick break. I need to uh, calm the fears of my dogs that potentially Saquon Barkley will not sign this deal. And we will come back and we will take your calls. 800-919-3776. Anita Marks with you. 98.7 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. When I talk to people from both sides, the impression I'm coming away with is neither side is especially happy where the negotiations have gone in the past eight-plus months. Now, there is hope that by the July 17th deadline that they make progress. But we have to remember, the Giants have Barkley on the $10.1 million franchise tag. That's always been a plan that has been on their radar. They're not especially unhappy if that's the way they have to go in this situation. That is Jordan Renan. As we know, he covers the Giants for ESPN. Neither side happy? I would imagine not. 800-919-3776. We've got Harvey and Joe who are producing the show every now and then. We go to break and uh, and we, we break into these conversations. And gentlemen, you disagree with me. You think that you think that that this offense is going to be getting in with Saquon Barkley yet again this season, even though they've added all these phenomenal pieces in the passing game to compliment Daniel Jones, you still think Saquon Barkley's role is going to stay the same? Well, first off, let's let's a bit let's slow it a bit down with the word phenomenal. 
I mean, who is the number one wide receiver? Is it going to be Paris Campbell? Is Jalen Hyatt going to break out that quickly in camp to be number one wide receiver? But as opposed to your um, your Barkley point, I mean, I just think it's it's not going it's not going to drastically change to the point where they become a pass first offense now. They still have Barkley, whose usage rate is a lot on that offense. And the first month of the season, it's Cowboys, Cardinals, Niners, and then Seahawks on Monday night. And you're not going to just all of a sudden throw the ball all over the field because you still got to figure out who your number one receiver is and how Darren Waller fits in um, into this offense. So I just don't expect it to be that drastic a change. I would like it because that means that means uh, Saquon will be a bit more healthy and not um, going into these tackles every single play. So... I think you. I think you can argue that there is not a, a, a number one wide receiver on this roster. I, I don't. I don't consider Hodgins or Slayton or Campbell or Hyatt or Robinson or Shepard a legit quote unquote number one wide receiver. I. I but it, it's it's the sum and the whole of its parts. You know, I, my point being is that I think Daniel Jones is going to be working with a lot more than he's ever worked with before. Jamison Crowder is on this roster as well. Let's not forget about that. Um, I know veteran journeyman has been around the block quite a few times, but um, I, I still think that there is something left in that tank. And like I said, I, I, I don't believe that Darren Waller is going to be utilized as a true tight end in this offense. I, I, I find that hard to believe. I think that he's going to be utilized all over the field. So... If you were to ask me, Anita, who do you think is who's going to be as close to, uh, or let's just say, let's 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 eliminate number one wide receiver. Uh, let's say Anita, who do you, who do you feel is going to be Daniel's uh, favorite target? Uh, for me, I, I I would put money on Darren Waller because again, I I don't believe that he's going to be utilized as a true tight end. I just think that there's a lot more that Daniel's going to be working with this season, and because of that. I think Saquon Barkley, like to me last year, Saquon Barkley was a necessity in the passing game because Daniel was work, was trying to make chicken salad out of chicken poop. Let's be honest. Let's call a spade a spade. That, that's what it was. So now he's got a lot more talent to work with. And um, so I, I don't, I don't believe. So I, here, here's my point. Saquon Barkley is probably saying, oh, $14 million a year. Oh, man, you're disrespecting me because of all that I bring to the table. And there's no denying all that Saquon brings to the table. My point being is I don't think that the Giants are going to be so reliant on Saquon Barkley as being that all-around back that they've needed to the past two years because of the talent now that has been added to the roster. That's my point. I disagree with that a little bit because if you look at who – is the number one wide receiver right now because Saquon hasn't signed his franchise tag. It's Matt Breida. So you basically become a pass-first offense with some Matt Breida mixed in there. I think you need Saquon to allow those weapons in the passing game to actually truly shine and to use Darren Waller like you would want to use him in this offense and make everything click. You still need Barkley in between the tackles at least being a threat for the running game so that Daniel Jones can still be comfortable and have the time to pass. And it was a lot like what happened last year with the offense, design rollouts and just buying him time, simplifying things 
and allowing the natural talent from the position group with the wide receivers to actually truly shine. Now, let's just say your point is it, correct, Anita, right? Let's just say that the, the, the weapons become good and they use less of Barkley. That works in everybody's favor, no? Because Daniel Jones will have much more um, better numbers with his offense. That means that Mike Kafka is cooking as a play caller alongside Dable. And you don't have to rely on Barkley so much to go for like a buck 50 and like 30 touches of the ball where he might eventually get injured or, you know, have a knock that might knock him out a few games, like that ankle that he had last year and all that stuff. And remember last year in parts, they used uh, Daniel Jones more in the, in the, in the running game as well with like bootlegs and options and all that. So if you're right, and I hope you're right, because last time I checked, Anita Marks is short for Anita Stradamus Marks. So I'm hoping that you're right with this because I want this team to be better in the past game, not having to rely so much on running. So, so here's something interesting, and um, and thank you very much for your shout out. I appreciate it. I did pick the Denver Nuggets to win in five, and sure enough, that's what happened. So uh, hopefully. Yes, thank you. So hopefully those who wagered on that prior to the series starting, then you you definitely cashed out. Here's the thing, really quick, because I want to continue to talk about Daniel Jones. I, I, what was more impressive to me is the fact that I picked the Miami Heat in seven to beat the Boston Celtics. Um, to, to me, that was more impressive, even though, you know, there's only so much that my crystal ball does offer me on a day-to-day basis. But... Um, back to football. Here is something really interesting because, and, and keep in mind, I always, I, I always say this father's day to me is like this, this line of demarcation where like, I feel like once father day, father's day arrives, I feel like it's a fast forward to game one before you know it. I'm like, wait, it's that game one Thursday night already. Seriously? Like, I feel like father's day was just yesterday. I feel like once we hit Father's Day, to me, like once we hit Father's Day, it's like true summer, even though it doesn't feel like summer outside. Um, and then it's like, and then it's like a, a fast forward to game one, which will be on Thursday night. And before we, so, you know, we're, we're, we're like, what, five weeks, five, six weeks away now from rookies arriving to camp, reporting to camp. And then all of a sudden, August, the end of July, and then August, uh, we've got those preseason games, those meaningful preseason games. And then, um, and then before we know it, game one will be here. So um, there's a lot of fantasy football information that's out there right now. And, and I, so I, I just, I want to, I want to share this with you. I find this really interesting. Do you know that right now ESPN has Daniel Jones ranked as in the top 15 fantasy football quarterbacks? They have him ranked right now at 12. Does that surprise you at all? Patrick Mahomes, one, Josh Allen, two, Jalen Hurts, three, Joe Burrow, four, Lamar Jackson, five, Justin Fields, six, even though he can't throw the football, Justin Herbert, seven, Deshaun Watson, eight, Trevor Lawrence, nine, Dak Prescott, 10, Kirk Cousins, 11, and Daniel Jones rounds it out in the top 12 of fantasy football quarterback rankings on ESPN.com. Following following him, Tua, Aaron... How about that? Let's marinate in this for a minute, people. ESPN has Daniel Jones ranked above Aaron Rodgers in fantasy football projections. They know what they're doing. That's absurd. That's, they know what they're doing. 
These guys are pretty smart. They know what they're doing. Like Harvey this. says they know what they're doing. They know what Joe they're doing. says, that's absurd. <laughs> oh, man. Marinating that for a minute, people. I love 800-919-3776. Call in. I'd love to hear that. Now, keep in mind, we're talking fantasy football. So why, why does ESPN have Daniel Jones above Aaron Rodgers in fantasy football? Because of the scrambling ability. That, Aaron, that, that Daniel Jones brings to the equation more so than Aaron Rodgers. Okay? That's why. Okay? Um, so, in, in for example, so they're predicting in 2023. So last year, Daniel Jones rushed for over 700 yards. 708 to be exact. Um, this year, they're projecting 556 rushing yards for Daniel Jones. Uh for Aaron Rodgers, they're predicting 110. Last year, he only had 94. So understand, we're, we're, we're talking fantasy football here. We're talking about the amount of points that Daniel Jones will put up as opposed to Aaron Rodgers, and they're valuing him more because of his scramble, his, his, his athleticism and his, his ability to scramble, um, and the fact that Dable does utilize him like the way that he utilized uh, Josh Allen when Dable was in Buffalo. So that's why. They're not saying Daniel Jones is a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers. They're saying Daniel Jones is going to put up more fantasy football points for you than Aaron Rodgers uh, this season at 12. Uh, Tua comes in at 13, Rodgers at 14, Geno Smith, Russell Wilson, Anthony Richardson, who I don't even know if he's going to start. I, I, I do believe that um, Gardner Minshew is going to start for the Colts, but neither here nor there. I'm just going to read the outlook for you from ESPN. Jones signed a four-year, $160 million contract extension uh, to remain the starting quarterback for the Giants. Uh, Blah, 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 blah. That's not important. Um, uh, Jones was held to 15 passing touchdowns in 16 games last season, and that marks the most uh, since he's tossed 24 as a rookie in 2019-2019. The Giants added Waller and Campbell, among others, during the offseason, which should help Jones' passing numbers. But uh, the, there are major durability concerns uh, in nearly all the uh, offensive top players, including Jones, has missed 11 games due to injury. Jones' uh, rushing improved pass rushers are enough to make a fringe QB1. So some pros and some cons in regard to the write-up. But just food for thought. 800-919-3776. We'll get to your calls. Also, Patty Trania is going to be joining us. We'll get the latest from her in regard to what's going on with Saquon Barkley and that contract next. Right here on 98.7 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. 
That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. I just texted Mike Clay from ESPN who puts these rankings together to see if he'll pop on with us at one o'clock. I said, giant, I said, Jets fans are up in arms right now that you've got Daniel Jones ranked higher than Aaron Rodgers in fantasy. Uh, we need an explanation. Can you jump? Yeah, exactly. I asked him, can you jump on? I'm waiting to hear. So uh, possibility, uh, maybe Mike Clay will jump on with us. He's the one who puts those, those, uh, those standings, those rankings together. But Patty Trania joins us now. Patty, welcome in. I, I know it's been a minute since we spoke. Uh, we've spoken. How are you? I'm good, Anita. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. I really appreciate your time. As I've been telling our listeners, uh, nobody understands contracts like you. Uh, nobody has their finger on the pulse of this team uh, better than you. And so we're thrilled to have you on. Um, so, so first things first, I, 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 in, in preparing for the show today, there's a report out there that earlier – um, when the Giants first made an offer to Saquon Barkley, it was in the realm of $14 million a year. Uh, can you confirm or deny that? Yeah, that's something that I heard, that $14 million was with incentives. So it's not really a true $14 million. And, you know, I mean, a lot of people put a lot of emphasis on the APY, which is average per year, and that's really not the number we want to be paying attention to. What we want to be paying attention to is the guaranteed money, and that's really the missing piece of this puzzle. What was the guaranteed money offered for Saquon, and why, you know, wasn't it enough? So, so you know, really, uh, so at the top of running backs in the, in the NFL, right, it's, it's McCaffrey now with the 49ers, mm-hmm. right? Like the, he's, he's, he's at the top of leaderboard, right? And when it, when it comes to salaries. Right. Um, and then, and then who, like where, where do you think Saquon sees himself? Uh, does he see him, you know, equal to, to C-Mac is you know, where in, in, in the scheme of running back salaries, does he allocate himself? Yeah, I, I think Saquon probably envisions himself in the top five, maybe even in the top three. Because, look, you know, his argument, which, you know, I think we can all agree is ever since he came to the Giants in 2018, he has been the offense. Now, yes, he missed some time because of injuries, so you can't count those years. But he was basically the one carrying that team throughout. So, you know, his argument is, is look, I've been valuable. I can do a lot more than, you know, the average running back that you pick off the shelf. So I would not be surprised if he's hoping to get to land somewhere in that top five, top three category. And what would that be? If if $14 million a year isn't what it is, and, and I know I know I understand what you're saying, that really uh, we need to pay attention to the guaranteed money. I, I guess my first question to you is, do you know what the Giants have offered him and what he has turned? What, what's the best offer the Giants have offered him that he turned down? Do you know? Yeah, I mean, as far as guaranteed money, Anita, that's not been out there. Now, what I can tell you is I went back and I looked at what Joe Shane did for Daniel Jones and Dexter Lawrence, and we can kind of piece it together. So just real quick, the minimum guarantee that Saquon is probably going to be looking for is the equivalent or the sum, I should say, 
of the franchise tag this year and next year. That comes to about $23.27 million. Now, I went back and I looked at, like I said, Daniel's contract and Dexter's contract. The Giants gave Daniel 14.86% more than the, get, than the sum of the franchise tag for the quarterback and 16.7% more for Dexter for the sum of the defensive tackles. So if you're Saquon, uh, the guaranteed money, you, you're going to want, you know, at least, at least 10%, if not more, uh, than the sum of the, um, the running back franchise tag for the next two years. So that's where I think the holdup is. You know, the, the APY, Saquon has said many times, I'm not looking to reset the market here, I'm, you know. But at the same time, he's looking to get paid. He may not get a second contract after the, or a third contract after this. So he's looking to cash in while the going is good. Got it. Um, so with that being said, um, as we know where it stands right now, Saquon, he's, he's been tagged. They have until July 7th to work out an agreement. What are you hearing, Patty? Like, wh- what, do you, what do you feel? How do you think this, this pans out? Well, you know, there was a time for a long time I, I actually felt that maybe the deal wouldn't get done. I have since, you know, having been back in the building for the LTAs and for, for training camp, I think they will get a deal done because, look, Saquon, he spoke last Sunday at his, at his football camp that he ran, and he kept saying July 17th, July 17th. If they don't get a deal done by July 17th, what other leverage does he have? You know, people will say, oh, he can hold out. And, you know, the Giants, good luck with, with, with trying to win games without him. To which, you know, I can counter and say, well, they, they're, what, 1940 and one with him in the lineup? So, you know, it, there, there's give and take there. So I think what's going to happen is the two I know the two sides continue to, to talk. You know, that, that's been – Brandon Brown indicated that. I think we, we've had some other people indicate that as well. So as long as they're continuing to talk, that's a positive. If, if come July 17th, look, they've got to get a deal done. And at that point, you know, look, take it from the agent's perspective here. If she settles on a deal now, then it could look like that she's leaving money on the table. So there's really no rush right now to get something done. There will be a rush as we get a little closer to the deadline. And I think it will come down to the, to the 11th hour. And I, I feel a lot better about the chances of him signing a long-term deal than I did maybe, you know, a few weeks ago. Who who holds the cards? Who has the leverage? It's the Giants, right, Patty? Yeah, yeah, absolutely the Giants have it. You know, they've got the franchise tag on him. You know, unless they were to do something really radical, and, and I don't see this happening at all, but unless they were to, you know, rescind the tag, which I don't see happening. The Giants have said they want Saquon. Saquon has said he wants the Giants. They just got to come together on the guaranteed money. I really believe that's the holdup. But the Giants do have the leverage because, look, even if Saquon does play on the franchise tag this year, the Giants can still franchise him again next year. So, you know, it's not like Saquon can say, okay, you know what, I'll play on the tag this year. I'll gamble on myself again. Next year we'll start this whole song and dance over again because the Giants can come back and tag him again. So they hold the leverage. Interesting. Patty Trania joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, so I, I made a comment earlier, and, and we've got a number of callers on. Omar, Richard, Jose, Mike, hang tight. I promise we'll, we'll get to you. Um, and, and even my, my producers, Harvey and Joe, disagree with me, and that is with the additions now that we've seen here, Patty, right? And, and not to say that there is like an outstanding, quote-unquote, number one wide receiver. Like DeAndre Hopkins didn't sign here, as we know. 
But Darren Waller, I'm really intrigued and curious how you think Dable's going to be utilizing him. I don't think he's going to be utilized as a typical tight end. I think he's going to be put all over the field as more. I think they sign him more as a wide receiver, not a tight end. Just my two cents. I love the Hyatt pick in the draft. He was one of my favorite wide receivers coming out. You add Paris Campbell. You have a number of wide receivers now that are finally getting healthy that we've heard good things about. I just don't know. Like last year, Saquon Barkley was the end-all be-all of this Giants offense because he had to be. I don't think that's going to be the case this season. So I'm curious to get your thoughts on how you think this offense is going to look, Patty. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think you hit it right on the head, Anita. You know, Darren Waller is a big, big target. Now, if they keep him healthy, if he stays healthy, this is a guy who can draw double teams. So, you know, a lot of people bemoan the fact that the Giants don't have a legitimate number one receiver. Well, I think Darren Waller is going to be their number one receiver, even though he's not a wide receiver. He's a tight end. But you're right. They they can move him up all over the place. I know they experimented with some different looks with him, you know, in the spring practices. And and the benefit of that is, is if Waller can draw in multiple defenders going up the, you know, the middle of the field, now maybe that opens up single coverage for guys on the outside where they've got those quick, twitchy type of guys who can maybe pick up yards after the catch. So, you're right. I don't think moving forward that Saquon has to carry the offense like he has maybe in the past. But, he's, you know, Saquon's going to still be a big part of it. But Waller is, is a huge, and no pun intended there, addition to this offense. I think so as well. Um, so interesting. I was playing golf the other day, and um, it just so happened I was playing not only on the same course as Daniel Jones, but he was playing in, in, in a twosome. He was playing with Stills right in front of me. So he came over and said hello. I haven't seen him in a while. Obviously, you're there, you know, whenever the media has availability. I haven't seen Daniel probably, like, in person in over a year. Boy, has, has, has this boy become a man. I mean, he stepped out of that cart, Patty, to shake my hand and say hi. And I was just like, whoa, like, you've matured. Um, you know, I talked to Paul Dettino quite frequently. He told me that, uh, he feels that Daniel has had an exceptional OTA. What, what's your take on Daniel and what are your expectations for him this coming season? Yeah, I think I see a lot more confidence in Daniel. You know, when he first came into the league, Eli Manning was still on the team and it was still a question of, okay, could I really, you know, is this really my team or is it really Eli's team? Even though at the time Eli, you know, kind of faded to the background there was that little bit of you know uncertainty and then you know you go through the 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 process of you've got a different coordinator coming in a different head coach coming in every two years and that that's rough on a guy so you know they finally found a, um, a system that works for daniel they finally found coaching that has helped daniel optimize what he has now they want to take the next step with him so what is next step well, obviously, you want to keep the interceptions down, which he did a good job of. You want to keep the turnovers down, which he did a good job of. You want to maybe look to get some deeper plays. You know, the Giants were ranked dead last with 28 deep pass plays of 20 or more yards last year. So you want to take care of that. Um, but uh, and, and maybe you want to see Daniel operate a little bit more from the pot, uh, I'm sorry, from under center as opposed to the shotgun, because I think he was in the shotgun a whole lot more. Uh, last year so there is another level that he can take but look I think you know given the receivers and and the tight end you know Waller and let's not forget Bellinger Bellinger you know a lot of people are forgetting about him but he couldn't be a big part of it the running backs you know I I think 
this offense is going to be a lot better. They're going to play faster for sure because this is year two of the same system, and I think they're going to be more productive, and that's going to start with Daniel, who, you know, I think I could see him hitting 4,000 yards for the season. Yeah, I want to say the over-under is is around 30, 39.5 or something like that. I, I, I love the over for him this season as well. Uh, yeah. Before we let you go, Deontay Banks, uh, quarterback, uh, cornerback from Maryland, drafted number one uh, overall for uh, for the Giants at pick number 25. Uh, John Michael Schmidt at center in the second round. And then I love Jalen Hyatt. I, I can't believe Jalen Hyatt didn't go until the third round. He was one of my favorite wide receivers coming out of Tennessee. Um, but w- with the addition of, of, of these rookies, uh, what they were able to do in free agency. Uh, Patty, what's your expectation for the Giants this season in their division in the NFC East? A lot of people are expecting the uh, Philadelphia Eagles to win it again. Uh, Dallas, do they lock and reload and come back potentially better than last season? Um, I do believe that this is a better Giants team. Roster-wise, they look better. What are your expectations for this team this season, Patty? I think the Giants are definitely going to be better. I mean, one of the advantages that they have that you can't really say Dallas and Philly have is they have the same coordinators coming back. Philly has all new coordinators, as we know. Mike McCarthy has taken over the play calling in Dallas on offense. Um, You know, so are the Giants in the same class as the Eagles? I mean, I'm sorry, that roster is just so loaded. So I don't know that the Giants are there yet. But could we make an argument and say that the Giants maybe up their speed on both sides of the ball to where they can be more competitive with Dallas and Philly? I think you can say that. So it all comes down to, you know, how the pieces fit in. But I do think the Giants are going to be competitive. Um, If you're looking for a one-loss record from me, a prediction on that, I'm going to say nine and – I'm going to go nine and eight. Um, but I'm also going to say that maybe now some of these close games that the Giants played last year that had you biting your nails, um, maybe we won't see as many of them moving forward. Uh, and, and just to end on this, Patty, you're confident that a deal will get done with Saquon Barkley before training camp. You feel more confident about I, that now I, than you did a few weeks ago? Yeah, I, I feel a little bit better about it because, you know, once July 17 comes, now you're talking a lot more uh, at stake for Saquon. He's got to stay healthy. You know, he's got to top his production. And then he's got to hope, again, that the Giants don't franchise tag him in, 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 next year. So there's just too many things that can go wrong with, with, with gambling. And, and, look, if you're Saquon – wouldn't it make sense to take guaranteed money that's at least double the $10.1 million that's going to be guaranteed on the tag? You know, I think the number comes to like 23.9 if you take the franchise tag for this year and next year, which is going to be the minimum guaranteed money that he would get, I would say. So wouldn't it make more sense to take double the guaranteed money at least? I mean, I know that sounds like, you know, he should settle, but, you know, it, it, when, you, when you weigh all the factors together – Playing on the tag is probably not the way you want to go if you take one. But, you know, we'll see. Only he knows what he's thinking. So, Patty, thank you so much for spending time with us this afternoon. Really do appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Fantastic. Patty Train, you're joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. I know we've got a full bank of calls. We'll get to you next. 800-919-3776. Anita Marks with you on the Saturday afternoon here on 98.7 ESPN.
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. I played pickleball this morning. <clears throat> played quite a few games this morning uh, out here in Hoboken. We've got six courts, and it actually is quite fun. So I'm, I'm, playing, I'm playing with these three other women, <clears throat> and, and the four of us were we, – we played a lot. You know, there was a ton of people out there. You, you play, you – you win you four people. It, it's like a four person rotation. When you lose, you put your paddles up on this wooden board. And so anyway, long story short, I, I played with these other, these three women quite frequently today. And one of them was like, well, what do you do for a living? And I said, well, I, I actually, I work for ESPN. I host radio. And she says, well, do you, do you go to, do you go to dinner at Olivia's in Hoboken? I said, yeah, I love it. I love Olivia's. I'm there all the time. She says, oh, she says, I think you're that person. I said, me? And she said, yes. My husband and my son um, saw you at Olivia's and they were like, oh my gosh, Anita, th- that girl, sh- she wasn't sure if it was me or not. They're like, oh my God, that girl from ESPN is here. I don't know who else who works at ESPN lives in Hoboken and goes to Olivia for dinner. Um, and they were like, should we go over there and introduce ourselves? Should we not? I don't want to interrupt her. Blah, blah, blah. And he, she said, oh my gosh. She said, if my husband and my son knew that I was playing pickleball with you, they would die and I said and I said well so we took a selfie and we sent it to and I still don't know by the way I still don't know if 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 I was that person I would imagine I am again I don't know how many ESPN people live in 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 Hoboken and eat Olivia's but nonetheless my you guys are funny um my my point being is she's like I, I asked her I said well are they into gambling or fantasy sports and she said oh yes fantasy sports and I said okay I said it, it must be me then if that's the case she's a and she said if if my son knows that I play pickleball she he will come out here and start playing pickleball if you're here so I thought that was cute and nice and very humbling by the way um but so it's 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 interesting you know we're people associate me with 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 fantasy fantasy football right um but I'm not a <laughs> But I'm not a part of the ESPN rankings. Who is? Uh, Matt Bowen, Michael Clay, Christian Cockroft, Daniel Dobb, Carabell, Liz Loza, Moody, Yates. That's who's a part of uh, the, the fantasy football rankings. And by the way, this is interesting. Out of all of them, only one of them has Aaron Rodgers above Daniel Jones. So they have... Dan, they have Aaron Rodgers as at ten, and they have Daniel and Daniel Jones at twelve, and that's Carabelle. 
He's the, out of all of them, this isn't just Mike Clay. This is all of them. They have Daniel Jones ranked above Aaron Rodgers. And again, understand the reason why is because of the rushing factor and the fact that uh, there is an expectation that Daniel Jones is going to get you 500 rushing yards this season where you'll be lucky if Aaron Rodgers gets you 100. Understand that. 800-919-3776. Let's go to Jose in Brooklyn. Jose, you're up. Good afternoon, Anita. I was usually, uh, you know me, I usually say, save my call for your show on Sunday Sunday mornings because, you know, to, um, to wrap up the weekend. But when I heard this topic, I had to call in because I'm looking at my fantasy football championship belt and I, I'm looking at it because you're the reason I won it. Um, I remember when I called in and if I wasn't mistaken, I was um, talking to Joe Leo and he sadly had to tell me that uh, unfortunately the fantasy hour had passed, but you ended up sneaking a fantasy DPS segment that kind of answered my question. And I ended up winning the championship that week because I started Tom Brady in that last, in that championship weekend where he went off for like the, the, that five touchdown game. So, and gave me like more than 50 points. So I, thank you for that and i definitely wanted to hear your take on this because i I, i'm i'm quite baffled by this because i understand the rushing element but i'm nowhere confusing daniel jones with russell wilson's rushing ability or a justin fields rushing ability where the points are going to be that outlandish where daniel jones is going to have that advantage over aaron Rodgers because even from a just from a throwing touchdown touchdown um, um, perspective and all the weapons that, you know, Rodgers is going to have with the Jets with Wilson and Lazard and the tight ends who Conklin and CJ Uzama, who I think are very underrated and are going to really have like these explosion type years. I, I just don't see where these guys where, I, I really think that it's definitely a ploy to get more people to download the fantasy app and try to hear the justification because I'm, I'm actually shocked that you mentioned Field Yates and all these other people have have, have done and Daniel Dobbs have done it because they they're usually they're usually on uh, 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 on the more uh, on the higher you know success rates when I when I follow their advice so I I I'm very perplexed right now. And this is a very important year for me because I'm trying to make this back-to-back and put nameplates on this belt. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Thanks for the phone call. And and I know a lot of people have a, immense respect for Field Yates. Again, he has Daniel Jones as the 10th best fantasy quarterback and Aaron Rodgers he has as the 13th. Just FYI. Daniel Dobb, uh, who, uh, again, I know has a really large fan base. He as well has Daniel Jones as the 10th best quarterback in fantasy. And Aaron Rodgers at 14. At 14. <laughs> Let's go to Omar in New Jersey. Omar, you're up. Hello, Anita. Hi. Good afternoon. How are you? Love the show. You're doing Thank a you. great job as usual. Thank you, Omar. So, you know, my main point is that we've got to sign Barkley. He's been um, the, one of the greatest teammates you have. You, he's, a, he's, a, he's our Eli. He's our Michael Strahan. I mean, I don't understand how, what's the holdup. Well, the, the holdup is, 
again, in, 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 in speaking to a, a number of general managers, you don't spend uh, an exorbitant amount of money on a running back. You just don't. Um, it's, it's typically next man up mentality for a lot of teams. So that's first and foremost. And Barkley feels, quote unquote, disrespected in regards to the offer that the Giants put on the table. But we just had Patty train you on and she feels confident that a deal is going to get done before training camp. So we'll see what happens. Richard, I see you. I know you want to pop on board. We'll, we'll, we'll get to you as well. Anita Marks with you, 800-919-3776. We'll kick off hour number two next here on 98.7 ESPN. This is 98.7 ESPN, a good karma brand's radio station. WEPN-FM, New York.